Hey guys, so we're going to be talking about our mental health and our past mental health. Um, this is not a cry for help. This is not anything that is too bad. If you are going to get triggered by talking about eating disorders, um, I would just click off right now. But if you aren't uh, at all kind of triggered by that, and if you want to hear more about it, let's let's continue on. Welcome to episode three of Big Boned, featuring your two hosts, Michaela Robertson and, oh, Mickey Robertson. Wow, I used my full name. God, we're not, we're not that formal. Michaela Robertson. <laughs> Mickey Robertson and... Sweet, sweet K-Bear. I got the most annoying criticism of our podcast from the last episode. And like, I, I, I take criticism pretty well, but I got the most annoying critique. And it was from my friend Cody. Love him to death. Yeah. My sweet, sweet, one of my only guy friends. It's literally like him and Jose. Yeah. He listens to us like religiously. Not religiously. There's two podcasts. But he was like. <laughs> he was Monday, like, 6 p.m. I'm there. <laughs> he was like, uh, Kay cuts out a lot in this one. And I'm like, we're literally doing it from hundreds of miles apart. I did notice I was cutting out, but I didn't. I didn't know what the issue was either. I don't but know what it, I think it's like sometimes at the end of your words or like if it peaks, it'll cut out. But like it's, I have you turned down. So it, sh it can't, it should not be peaking. Okay. How have you been? I Because I, I think this podcast is interesting because I haven't really gotten to like talk to you on the phone since our last podcast. Like I haven't had like a, a sit down conversation with my BB since the last time we talked. Yeah, you want to hear what's up with me? I would love Apparently, to. Apparently, my belly button has a yeast infection. Did you know that could happen? Because I did. Wait, 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 wait. I'm not bad. fucking kidding you. My belly... <laughs> Don't laugh. Yeah, no. How did you hold this in? How did you not tell me? Because I forgot for like two days. But it's come back with a vengeance. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Just in, just in case you cut out, your belly button has a yeast infection. Yeah, I'm embarrassed <laughs> about it, so I'm telling everyone that I know. Yeah, How no, did this happen? I don't know. I wash. I bathe. I clean. Like she, I, she bathes. I don't know because I I would wash the appropriate areas, and then I would um you know, just wear my pants as I normally do. And then at night I'd go to the bathroom and I'd be like, ew, why does it look like somebody stabbed me in the belly button? And I, I just, I had to look it up. And apparently I have a yeast infected belly button. How common is that? I don't think it's quite that common. Hold on, hold on. I'm about to, as we both Google it. Yeast. Did you talk to your doctor? Did you call oh, a medical professional? I'm 23. I don't do that. Okay. On your parents' fucking insurance. Yes, you do. Alright, I'm in bad waste. I just need antifungal cream and keep my navel clean and dry. Oh, I hate... Oh my god, complete healing from a belly button yeast infection can take 9 to 12 months. Ew, you can get yeast in your food pipe? Ew. Hi. <laughs> I don't have a vaginal yeast infection. But by golly, do I have a belly button yeast infection? How do you, you can get a penis yeast infection? Hi, men. Wash it. Wa wash it. I'll wash it anyway, but like, wash it. <laughs> That's been my, my most recent embarrassing thing. I didn't say it had to be embarrassing. I was wondering how you were doing, but I guess I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I'm, I'm living with the shame of a yeasty button.
But everything else, you, you Gucci, you good out there in the, the yeah. Berg? Yeah, no, things have been great. Um, my boyfriend recently moved to Pittsburgh. You guys can't see, but I'm doing jazz hands. Zazzy boy. Um, so it's been actually really nice having him close by. Um, but other jazzy. than that, nothing, nothing's been too spicy. I recently did an engagement shoot. Interesting experience. I went and I met the couple for the first time and I spent the night at their house. Oh. And then we took... <laughs> it makes it sound yeah. like it was a different situation, no. but it wasn't. Ooh. It was how they pay you. I'm kidding. <laughs> the no. <laughs> okay, good. I'm but anyway, other other than that, how, how have you been, my my sweet little orangutan? Why would you choose that? <laughs> I feel like shit. I feel like shit now. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> looking at stevie's pumpkin costume and why does that make you think of me as an orangutan because i'm looking at the the fucking color and i'm thinking you know what's orange orangutans up until about 30 seconds ago i've been doing great um so (laughs) you know what's interesting is it feels like my meds have fully kicked in (laughs) and what does that entail for the first time since I left Lancaster, I guess I'm like good. It's been over a. It's been almost a year. I know, but <laughs> I'm like good. Isn't that crazy? I'm like I'm like happy. Yes, we do. How long have you been off your meds before getting back on them? A year. Oh. <laughs> it, okay, so like when you when you uh, hi. Oh. <laughs> I'm I'm excited for what what is going to be happening in your life over the next coming months. <laughs> but the fact that you say that you've just gotten back on your meds and you've been off them for a year, you're feeling good now that you've been back on them. Yeah. Okay. No, I just I just wanted to reiterate. They tell you <laughs> as soon as you start taking medication for your for your brain for those mental waves that make you feel certain ways. Hey. You're going to start feeling okay. Don't stop taking the medication. Because <laughs> you feel okay. And I was you feeling okay. That. I was feeling all right. And I thought, you know what? I'll get back to therapy eventually. And but she never uh, did it. Yeah, she got busy and I never went back to therapy. So they stopped giving me my meds. And then, you know, I got in a toxic relationship and uh, my dog died. So, yeah, shit's fine. <laughs> that sounds like a, like a front-bottom song. <laughs> I was going to go back to therapy, but... <laughs> but then, you know... Oh, my God. My life just fell apart. I told I you, I'm, I'm feeling one. great. <laughs> like, I feel really good. I, w- <laughs> I was, like, driving in the car today. No, no, you know what it was? It was so stupid. I got a new job um, where I, like... I'm literally just, like, a customer service, like, uh, answering phone person. And it sounds so stupid, and it is. Oh, but okay. I get so much joy out of solving people's problem. Yes. <laughs> so like I literally like twice today, people were like, wow, you know, you're the first, it's the first time I've called this number and somebody sounds like happy to be alive. Like, oh my God, my ego has shut through the roof. <laughs> and then like this other person, they were like, oh, I've had like so many issues, like trying to get this fixed and blah, blah. And I was like, all right, all right, man. All right, we'll figure it out. And it took like a half hour, but we got it fixed. And they were like, 
yeah, you did awesome. They're like, you're the best. And I was like, thank you. Yes, that's Michaela Robinson. I M C H A E L A R O B I E R S T O N. Please read. Robertson. I was never good at spelling out loud. Uh, but but literally, I was leave a good customer review. It's like I like blush at my desk and I'm like, oh my god, thank you. You have a wonderful day. And I'm like, you're still a loser, Michaela. That's me. When anyone at my, at any given job says one, they're like, I like your tattoos. I'm like, oh my god, thank you so. Like I literally, my face contorts into a smile that's not a smile, but might be seen as threatening. But yeah, so then I was like driving to my grandmother's house today to like pick up her homemade like veggie chili and I was like I had the windows down and I was like yeah I did really good at my job today and I I think I I like a boy and I have I have not hi we're gonna get personal if anyone's cute you like a boy wait what I might I think I might have interest but ever since ending super toxic relationship and starting my meds side effect of meds is like not having any sexual interest whatsoever in anything but that's like starting to come back and like, I don't know, I'm like happy. And I'm like, I'm, I'm okay. You know what it is? I'm emotionally available for like the first time in like eight months. So that's really cool. Huh? Michaela's, Michaela's sex drive. Join the chat. Oh, she's here. Um, but <laughs> everyone's like, oh, oh no. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> no one is safe. Yeah. And I was just driving my car and I was thinking about my plans and I was thinking about the fact that Kay Bear and I were offered a lease today and I signed it and Kay Bear is going to sign it fucking Friday and we have a fucking house to move into in Pittsburgh and it's all paid for. I was like, wow, I have nothing to be stressed about at all in my life, at least for the next month. Yeah, no, that's, you got about a spicy two weeks before there's some major problem. That's just. And I made overnight oats today. (laughs) They're pumpkin pie with walnut. Oh, shit. I know. I'm very excited. I may have put too much agave in them, but we'll find out. Um, I'll I'll let you know in the next episode how my overnight oats turned out. (laughs) Everyone's like, thank God, I'm so incredibly. You know what? I'm actually interested because I want to eat that. I love my overnight oats. They will probably be a staple, at least in my life at the new house, just because I start work at 8 a.m. But hell yeah. So my mental health has been good recently. Okay. That's that's what I wanted to gloat about when I asked how was your day going. I wanted to talk about how oh. great my life has been. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I just wanted you to talk so that I i do that too often i'm that shitty asshole where i'm like uh-huh tell me about your day cool 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 yep i'm really glad you're talking about it now please ask me it's like yeah actually my my cat died and then <laughs> i got hit by a car on my way home turns out that like you know cousins in a coma that's great so actually i don't have anxiety anymore <laughs> Sorry, sorry you have a- I'm sorry, I didn't know you had a yeast infection in your belly button when I planned to open with that, okay? You kind of caught me off guard. You hit me with a fucking semi that's a yeast-infected belly button. Oh, I didn't even know it was possible. I- like, that was also just like, am I... gross? (laughs) Me all the time, am I? Like, I'll do something and I'm like, imagine someone was looking at me right now while I'm doing this gross thing. 
I am the the bottom of the the food chain of Do humanity. Do I have yeast? Okay, okay, let's get away from the yeasty fucking button. How has your mental health been, Kay? Uh, I mean, it's definitely probably I honestly probably the best it's been in a very long time. Last September was a really really hard month for me. And just trying to recover from everything that kind of happened to me last summer, moving into now, um, it's finally starting to fully heal over. Us being a podcast about being big boned, a lot of my mental strife kind of comes from my body image issues. Of course, I feel like a lot of people have a lot of body image issues, but that's mainly where uh, mine comes from, especially from having such success losing weight the first time I tried to gaining a lot of that back and having a really hard time losing it again or getting back to an even spot has been really hard. And so that's something that I, I'm still kind of dealing with at the moment. Do you think it's the weight or do you think that not having the time to have the healthy lifestyle, both mentally and physically that you want to have is what's making you frustrated and anxious? Or is it actually like the way your body is reacting? Like, How like physically you- looking? Well, like, there are things that I I know, like, I have PCOS, so it's really hard for me to actually lose weight and keep weight off. Okay, Um, so for the the listeners, do you mind explaining what PCOS is? What PCOS is, this is a really great time to learn, it's called polycystic ovarian syndrome. Um, That means a lot of, or a lot of people who generally have PCOS, generally the big thing is that you get ovarian cysts. And those can eventually get really big. They can rupture. Um, I believe they can be cancerous. And a lot of side effects are weight gain, especially in the lower stomach area, unwanted facial hair, unwanted body hair, influx of hormones and testosterone. And a lot of people find success getting on birth control for it. I was on birth control for a while also to regulate my periods. I've also recently gotten off birth control back in June. That was probably also why... You know, I'm having some problems because getting off birth control can actually affect your body just as much as getting on it. But yeah, that is pretty much all of it for PCOS. A lot of women can find it hard to uh, get pregnant and a lot of women eventually become infertile if they don't, if they find out about it too late in life. I do not miss getting on and off birth control. (laughs) I was really bad at taking it at first. So like for a while there, like it was like, oh, I'm on it for a month or two and now I'm off it for like six months and now I'm back on it for about five months and I'm off it again because I just couldn't like keep a good schedule with it. But now it's like pretty rock solid. Yeah, no, if Kay can't can't have kids, I've already fucking offered up my womb. So Kay, (laughs) Kay, Kay will have a child at some point. It's just whether or not it'll be tainted by me. Oh my god, it'll also be whether or not if I even truly want to have a child in my life. But I'm oh. only 23, so that is new developments. We're that, not sure. That Can is watch a new development. Yes, I really am enjoying my life and my career and being able to do what I need to do. And I know that I feel like I definitely would want to have a kid. But then there's so many parts of me that is like, do I really want to bring another child into this like fucked up world, into this world that's dying? into you know everything that's happening and can I even afford to do that and do I really want to give up a lot of the goals that I feel like I not that I feel like I won't be able to reach them with a kid because I think your goals change but there's something that I want in life and I don't feel like I've achieved enough yet to be ready to put my effort into a mini version of me. I get that 100%. I think that's the thing that's always like kind of held me back from like saying 100% yes or 100% no to it is like, 
yeah, if I have enough money and I'm comfortable and I love somebody enough that I'm like, hey, what if we like smushed us together and made a whole new person? Like, (laughs) whoa, watch out. We've actually created life. Like, unless I love somebody that much and I actually have enough money, I'm not going to fucking bring somebody into this world and have make them have a shitty life because like, oopsie, I made an accident or like, oopsie, I got bored and decided I wanted to have a kid when I have like, not even a 401k. $2. So yeah, literally. <laughs> so like, I don't know. But that's, and there, there are people, no, and there are people who make it work when, yeah. you know, quote unquote accidents do happen. Or and even it like, not, not saying that low income families shouldn't have children. I just... I know how stressed out I get when one of my succulents starts to die. So I don't want to have to worry about keeping a child alive until I absolutely know that I have all the money in the world at my disposal to just throw at it to keep it alive. (laughs) Yes. Also so scared of childbirth. I'm so scared of it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to have a C-section. I want to- Oh my God. But imagine the, the art they would make if their mother died in childbirth. Oh my god, no! (laughs) Let me give my kid an absolute fucking traumatic pass. It's not traumatic. They're like, it's a newborn. But like, oh, my mother died in childbirth. And she left me all these letters. And now I play the guitar. Like, that's a great opening to a book. Oh, great. My future child can get mad genitalia because I died giving birth to them. No! (laughs) Okay, this took a weird turn away from mental health. But also, tying in pregnancy with mental health, I'm also super scared that I would get postpartum depression. Not that that's something that I think runs in my family or anything, but that is definitely something that, like, I would worry about. You know? Like, I I don't know. There's just a lot that I feel like I want to take into consideration also with whoever my partner would be if I ended up having a kid with them. Like, what is their lineage like? What is my lineage like? Should we just adopt and not create more fucked up kids. I get that. I don't know. You know, like, it's just... But I also don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know how that shit works. I don't know if it could just, like, crop up. I mean, it's not like you're so depressed. It's like, sometimes it comes off in the form of, like, resentment, or you can't bond with your baby. Oh, God, not being able to bond with a child would scare the shit out of me. Like, I, like, my dog barely bonds with me as well, and it makes me cry a lot. It, it, and, like, you're, and it's, it's not, not even like Nani's gonna give you any satisfaction in that because I literally can't get her off me half the time. No, my my dog loves my boyfriend more than she loves me. My dog also loves my mom more than she loves me. No. And they all say no, that's not true. Well, like Stevie's cuddle. She likes you more than she likes me. I'm her mom. No, <laughs> she know, but I'm, she I'm says like in the household, like at, at like our house, she'll have you, and she doesn't like me as much as she likes you. For now, just wait. <laughs> This took a sad turn. Let's get back <laughs> on the mental health. So I'm so much happier. <laughs> well, like my mental health within the past few weeks, I also blow it up a lot during my period or like the week before my period. So I've also just been having a hard time feeling like I've actually made, like I feel good about myself. Like I know I'm doing things that I should be doing. I'm walking. I'm generally trying to eat better or at least consciously making better choices, or at least stop, you know, I've also taken the initiative to stop drinking so much coffee in one day, because I've realized that while the caffeine doesn't hit my nervous system, it does make me incredibly anxious later on the evening if I drink a lot of it. But I'm somebody who will drink an iced coffee, a hot coffee, I'll stop at a sheets on my way somewhere and get a 
Starbucks double shot espresso. I'll drink coffee when I get home. I'll drink a coffee at night at night. I almost got back tonight from uh, being out at my boyfriend's and I almost made a cup of coffee just hey. because I bought coffee today. No! <laughs> Don't but I drink say, coffee that's, that I But I didn't. That's the thing. Like, that is the thing. It's also, you know, trying to, trying to be better. And I feel like even though I've been making the moves to be better, it's just not there yet. And then I also have to realize that my body has always been incredibly frustrating. Whenever I was trying to lose weight in the first place, especially with my PCOS, it really loves to hang on to the fat, especially in my freaking fupa. So like- Every woman has that though. We're like cats. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people have more PCOS than they actually realize. Just because you're not, just because you don't have cysts doesn't mean you don't have Well, I mean, also just like the FUPA thing. Because like, I know at, that's, well, got that's fat upper pussy. But like, I say cats because you know how like, like at least, I don't know if guy cats have it too, but they have that like, uh, the, like. The that, hangy like, belly. The hangy belly. They have FUPAs oh, yeah. too. They and, have it. Yeah, it's for fighting. That's what ours for is for. For a purpose. What's mine for? Fighting. To make. <laughs> Hi, who wants to fist fight? I have the largest fupa the side of West PA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I don't know. I've given up on the fupa thing. Like I I not like that I'm not oh, like listen, not that I, like I when I was at my my quote unquote lowest weight, <laughs> I, I didn't mind it as bad because it was starting to shrink. It just I also have a very oddly shaped, unfortunate body of like a nice-ish waist. Kate, you're so fucking hot. Relax. Oh. Have, you, have you seen that photo Jose took of you? That's like my favorite photo of you. Years ago, when I had lost weight, but okay, I don't want. Like, you're like my, you're like my body shape. I'm like you have a good body shape. Okay, like hip dips are a normal thing. Not everybody has them, and good, good for you if you fucking don't. But like, it's just, it's just people were into hip like dips now. I Ew, dips, what? I, I thought hip dips were hot now. I thought people were into that. I've never been on trend. <laughs> I, Welcome. You're that here. would shock me. You're on trend. Sweet. My hip dip. My Oh my god. I can't you even got talk. It. You were me. This is you right now is me from last week. <laughs> <laughs> just less tired. Yeah, I don't know. It's just... I also feel like losing weight on such a platform and having... I If you guys don't such know, a I was on Rachel Ray. Oh, well, I was okay. on Rachel Ray a few years back for having lost a lot of weight from doing at-home workouts. And I was really proud of the fact that I had lost all this weight. Did I lose all that weight healthily? Absolutely not. But, you know, having been shown on something like national television and then getting really depressed and eating a lot of that weight back has just been almost kind of an extra layer of embarrassing for me that I was at such a good place and I was so sad that having my health like that was so important to me and then just letting it go was also so sad and then realizing that you were almost back to where you were started. I think also a lot of people who do go through major extreme weight loss and then kind of try to find a normal balance back in life do end up gaining a lot of weight back. It's really hard and it's it is i at least i felt it's kind of embarrassing having all these people watch you and tell you that you're looking great and you're looking good and then you still don't think that you look good and then you look back and you're like oh my god wow i did look like that and i gained 60 pounds back out of nowhere or at least it felt like nowhere you, go on you know go what ahead. i think i will you know what i think my goal is at least for like just like in our friendship with me moving in with you mm-hmm. i want to 
try and separate your self-satisfaction and self and like happiness from your body haven't been using that as much like that's something i haven't thought about as much recently but like, like i haven't weighed like, myself cut it out i don't even want it to kind of be a thought you try that's gonna be very i'm going hard. to i'm going to <laughs> i'm going <laughs> we're gonna try we're gonna try and separate that mind and body Something else I wanted to touch base on is eating disorders with losing weight as well. Something, I feel like this is something that generally in larger people, it really kind of goes misdiagnosed. It kind of just flies by because a lot of people I feel like are just so happy that fat people would be losing weight mm -hmm. or that they would no longer be at the size that makes other people feel uncomfortable to or look that at they're, them at. that they're cutting back. Yes. And that was something that I did a lot, especially when I started, like I started counting calories and then I became really obsessed with counting calories. If I didn't exert enough energy for what I ate, I would try to do that or I would starve myself more the next day or, you know, it would even kind of get as crazy where I would be like, I'm just going to drink juice for three days and that I know was not healthy but at the time I wanted to see the number on the scale so bad that I didn't care what it would take to get to that mm -hmm. and all I all I wanted was the validation of like you've lost weight you look great you lost weight what are you doing and I'd be like oh you know I've just been like walking around and cut like not eating as much and I mean like I'd maybe be eating 10 to 1200 calories a day and you know or drinking fucking juice people wouldn't necessarily care to hear that they would just be excited that i was no longer fat are you referencing high school or college college high school i didn't even care okay i distinctly remember this time in college i remember and it sucks because like i i kind of noticed but i also knew that it was such a t touchy topic with you that i didn't want to make it a big deal but i distinctly mm -hmm. remember it becoming a major problem with the the frequency that's what i'm looking for it becoming a major problem with the frequency at which you were weighing yourself like how yeah. often in a day, like not like every day, like how often and how frequently in a day you were reweighing yourself. That did happen a lot. Like, I just became obsessed. It was, yes, it was a numbers game. And it was, I, like I said, I haven't weighed myself and I don't want to weigh myself right now. I don't mm -hmm. know where I'm at. I know that I was a while back, I was lighter than I was in January. And other than that, I haven't checked and in a very long time it's so relieving <laughs> i remember when i think it was toward the end of it being bad and it was like the first time that you had told me that it had been like two or three days since you had weighed yourself and it was almost like i could like sigh <laughs> like i could like breathe a little bit because i'm like okay cool <laughs> like that's really cool like that's awesome like, yes baby steps like it was just cool that you had like let, it was almost like constantly watching you have this tight rein on your life and like micromanaging yourself so hardcore that seeing you let go a little bit was like nice. It was, it was like relief. <laughs> it made me feel better about your well-being. <laughs> 
Yes, but now I feel I'm in a position where it was not that I really want, I don't want to go back to that. That wasn't good for my mental health either because I was very snappy and very upset all the time. But like, there is a part of me that was like, that was almost the only thing that worked. But of course it was the only thing that worked because I literally would do nothing but starve myself. I think there's a... There's a very, 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 very thin line between structure and routine and micromanaging and overly controlling. I think having a schedule for yourself of, or like how we want to get back into meal prepping of like, just like having the convenience of having healthy meals made already. Or like, hey, we're going to go for a walk once a day. And then, hey, we're going to go for a hike once a week. Like having that stuff already planned into your routine Instead of micromanaging and controlling down to counting calories, like that, I was never good at that. Counted calories in a very long time, but that, yeah, no, but, that but you know what I mean? Or... Like, like there's, yeah. I think we can easily, since I say we, because we are moving in together. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I think we can easily form structure because I, I thrive in structure, despite me being the most unorganized ball of chaos. <laughs> I need it. I need structure and structure and routine. And it'll be definitely like, I don't think, I don't think we need to worry about verging into micromanaging ourselves because I think, especially with me being on meds and you being, I think you're, I believe you're a little bit more relaxed now. I think we're not as micromanaging anymore. I also have a lot of the stress that I previously used to have out of my life. I was going to say that too, but I didn't want to completely blame him. I mean it, but I, yeah. I don't know. I think I definitely. I mean, I I was I was really depressed towards the end of my last relationship. I ate a lot because I didn't want to hurt myself in any way, um, you know. And that was it. Just went back into depression eating, and then it was just kind of you know realizing a bunch of stuff. And you know, I I do feel a lot happier. I do feel good about myself in a lot of ways. And I try to rethink about the way I think about my body instead of like you know hating on myself or being like my arms are bloated today my tattoos look bad they used to look good at least just thinking like you have a body you are healthy mm-hmm. you can go and do the things you want to do We're, we've you made can it go and take your dog on go ahead why well, I, I didn't mean to cut you off i this has a point i have a weird thing about birthdays i love birthdays love 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 birthdays and not because i want to throw a huge party not because i'm like let's get trashed Birthdays make me so excited because I'm like, holy shit, you made it to this age. You get to be 23. You get to be 60. Like, you get to experience another year. You get to be here. As a person that doesn't fully believe in an afterlife, like, the fact that there is, like, almost, like, a nothing in my mind after this, the fact that I get to be here and I have the privilege of being here for another year, despite how fucking shitty everything gets to be year after year... I don't know, like, then I look outside and I'm like, holy shit, trees are so cool. (laughs) Or like, wow, like, the sky does really cool shit sometimes, and it's probably because of our pollution, but, like, look at the sunset. Like, (laughs) like, I don't know, it, it we get to be alive, and I think if you ever feel like you're like, oh my god, I hate everything, just, like, remember that, like, hey, you could be dead. (laughs) Half the time, it doesn't sound that bad. Okay, bear! (laughs) You made that joke in the first podcast, you can't make it again! Just that emotionally, I wanted to die. I was talking about physically, but I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I have found that there is a lot more happiness, you know, outside of things of, you know, being obsessed about my weight. Again, just 
I found a really nice guy and not that I'm saying all of my happiness has come from him because that is not true but he's definitely made me realize that my asshole has been clenched a little too tight for a little too long it's interesting that you feel like your asshole has been clenched because I uh, ever since uh, the other left your life (laughs) I feel like you've been really good you haven't been angry yeah unless it is at him the other, but like it, it, you haven't been like mad, like that that mad. Like I I used to used to get like red mad, and I haven't seen you get like that since January or since since dealing with him, I should say. But but yeah, in general, since being in that stage of your life. Yeah, no, I I feel a lot happier. I also feel like I'm wanting to do things. I'm trying to at least let go and be like, I am happy in this moment. I'm happy with the people that I'm with and the things that I'm doing. And we're not in high school anymore. And people don't care if I do have a fucking fupa. Like, it's unrealistic that everybody's still going to be a size you know, six has 18. We we talked about restrictive eating or restricting yourself from eating. But like, personally, me, my entire fucking life have had the biggest issue with binge eating yes that is the other side go on you go first yeah um i like even when i was little like my mom even would tell me like i would take food to my room and like hide it and like eat like binge eat in my room and like if i it's it's interesting because if i get overly stressed i don't eat i can't i will feel ill like i will vomit but like if i'm sad like if I am like if I am sad, sad, like in my feeling sad, I will eat everything. It was such a big part of my life that like when I would go to friends' houses, I become like the compost pile. Yes. That like if there's like leftovers or just like food in general, it gets pushed at me a lot. Or like if I only take yeah. one helping, it's like weird. I've had that happen at other friends' houses. They're like, do you you want more? And I'm like, I actually didn't. But but I guess I, but I guess I, I, they always, I've always eaten it anyway. Generally. Or like, if you don't eat any, and, or like, if you don't have seconds, or like, if you're eating like less, or if you make like a certain food choice, and they'll be like, oh, are you dieting? Are you watching what you eat? And I'm like, does it matter? And why, what makes you ask me that question? Yeah. You wouldn't, like, what, because a person ate a few fucking, like, string beans and, like, some squash, you're gonna be like, oh, are you dieting? What, because I'm a little bit fatter that you have to make a suggestion that because I chose vegetables over, like, I don't know, uh, like, fucking mac and cheese or, like, mashed potatoes, you're gonna be like, oh, healthy choices? Like, dude- let me fucking eat what I want to eat. Yeah, my fat ass likes squash, bitch. Like, I don't know. Oh, I hear you. It's also just like, all, have you ever had, like, a friend's family member, like, not let you eat? No, 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 no. And I think it's, I think it's because I have been this way for so long. Like, I, and like I said, I have been the fat friend. Capital T, the fat TM friend. So I think it is assumed of me to be eating more or to want the most or to want the sweet at the end of the night or to, and if I do eat healthy, it's, what are you doing? And it's like, dude, I'm a person. It Maybe yeah, I just, just want to eat what I fucking want to eat. <laughs> like, don't ask well, me weird questions. 
Well, also just because you you didn't want to eat mac and cheese and you chose to eat like fruit and vegetables, I don't like. So what's wrong with wanting to get your fucking vitamins? Or maybe I just don't want to eat that today. I or maybe I'm I lactose intolerant. Okay, but also like I love sweets. I love dessert a lot. I love it, love it, love it, love it. Sometimes I'm not in the fucking mood. I love, I love chicken nuggets. <laughs> Sometimes I don't like to eat meat. Sometimes I'm just not in the mood. Yes. Meat's very heavy. I'm not always a meat person. Just because Agreed. I choose one thing or the other one day doesn't mean I'm making a huge dietary shift. And why are you paying so much fucking attention to what I'm eating? <laughs> like, stop. It makes me feel like I'm being watched, which is another big thing about being fat. Stop observing how much I'm eating, what I'm eating, when I'm eating. Stop making it such a big fucking focus of when you look at me. Why do you look at me and feel like you need to like be so observant about what and when I'm eating and where I'm eating and how much I'm eating? Why is that part of your focus when you look at me as a person? Sorry, that made me very angry. Like, I don't know why that thought would be so angry. I hear you. Like I, I've always find I've always found it to be very uncomfortable to watch anybody else eat who I wasn't already at the table with. Right. So I've never, I like I don't like I feel like, <laughs> like I feel like, I've heard people describe it as like a train wreck and like you can't look away. But like, isn't that so degrade? Like, do you even care how degrading that is to somebody else? And they don't. Just- they don't because they don't. It's because specifically with fat people specifically with people that are larger specifically with people that look different they automatically because they are a little bit different have that humanity stripped from them to a certain degree i'm not saying fully i'm not saying you're just looking at them like it's a piece of fucking furniture but that humanity of having the dignity of you not looking at them is stripped away because you feel like you have that because well they they're being they're different and how am i not supposed to look at that Oh God, I hate, I hate. But back you know to back, <laughs> back to binge eating. <laughs> There's a difference between overeating and binge eating. Like when I take seconds or th- uh, triples, is triple the word? Triples. When I take thirds, thirds. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Triple. I said triple. When I take thirds, like, that is a compliment to you. Damn, you a good cook. Congrats. That's not binge eating. Binge eating is I am numb and I am eating and eating and eating and trying to feel something and trying to fill myself so that I can feel and have a comfort in me. And I I think that comes from... (laughs) childhood trauma but like it because i did it a lot when i was little and just like needing to like have comfort and needing to have that thing i also have a problem with oral fixation don't make it weird but i do and it i like having things in my mouth (laughs) and i hate that i have it but i do so like even so that's why i 
sucked my thumb till I was eight. Hi, get to know me. That's why I need to have my hands doing something. That's why I really like cigarettes and not because nicotine, because I don't give a fuck about the nicotine. I care about having that thing in my mouth, to have something in my hand that I can just touch to my lips every once in a while. Like, get a vape, get a vape. No, because I don't want to look like an asshole. (laughs) The lung cancer won't make you look like an ass. All the the people with lung cancer are like, yeah, I'm just an asshole. They're like, wow, because you're so special. (laughs) (laughs) I smoke like once every like, I haven't smoked in so long. And let's keep it that way. We love it. One cigarette won't kill me anyway. She dies after one cigarette. I feel like a plane crashes out of the sky as I light my my, my one cigarette. I'm like, great. Here it is. Yeah, so, like, I, I don't want anybody to think that, like, oh, I ate so much, I feel like I'm gonna die. I think so they, they binge eat. Like, you don't have a problem. That's just, that's just feeling having... good <laughs> sometimes. I, like, when I binge eat, it's like, I have a bottomless pit. Yeah. And, like, I know I just ate a whole box of Kraft mac and cheese. I know oh. I just ate a whole bag of grapes. And I know I just ate chicken tenders and a sandwich and then something small. And now I'm eating pretzel. And it's just like, I I have no other emotion than that eat. eat. Yep. <laughs> that eat. And, eat. and then like, I, oh, then I won't even feel it. And then I'm sitting here. I'm like, man, like that's generally what happens when I'm super depressed. I, I feel you. Actually, if I'm too sad, generally I can't eat. If I'm feeling anxious, generally I think I normally do. And then there's just a whole different level of sadness that is binge eat. Yeah. No, that's what I mean. Like, you have to be on a certain level of sad. Sorry. The the whole, like, people, like, questioning your eating is, like, eating at me. Haha. Because of, like, <laughs> something that happened recently. But I don't want to, like, I don't want to delve on it too much. Because it did happen at a very, very close friend's house. And I know she listens to the podcast. And I don't, like, people that, like... You may be hearing this and be thinking like, oh, well, I, wait, I've done that. Or like, I did that to so-and-so. And and, like, do they resent me? I don't, like, I don't hate the people that do that. I don't resent the the people, the individual that do these things. It's culture. It's the way that we've been taught to look at and treat people that are overweight, even that the slightest bit. Like, it's, it's the way that we've been taught to treat our relationships with food. Like, it's not your... I don't want people to, like, blame themselves personally. Like, should you maybe, like, think about it if you catch yourself doing it? Yeah, take a little personal moment and think about that moment. But What's you are not the that problem. Bullying, <laughs> that bullying fat people would get them to get in shape. And generally, it just makes them want to eat more because a lot of people who are... Not saying this is everybody either, but like generally a lot of people who are overweight binge eat or like have a, a issue with that. And that's generally what people will do when they're picked on is go back to their comfort, which for a lot of us is food. I knew that especially while I was getting called fat in high school, that just kind of drove me back to my kitchen pantry at 1130 at night. And you know, my dad used to say something to me and I don't think he meant it to be helpful, but... <laughs> It is. I think he meant it to be like sarcastic and helpful in a different way. But he used to say to us when we were younger, like, if you really cared about something and it was really bothering you, you would fix it. You would take care of it. It would be done. It wouldn't be a question. 
And I think about that a lot with like my personal weight because yeah, I was super fucking thin at one point. And it was when I was doing a very, very cardio inducing sport. And I was like running like miles every day. Like, and I hated it. I hated it. And like, then I got like a little bit chubby and I'd be, I'd like complain about it. And he'd be like, then do something about it. If you personally hate it that much, then fucking do something about it. And it got me to thinking, and it's like, I don't care. Like me personally, I do not care that my body is a little bit softer. I don't care that like, I'm not perfect. Uh, It's me caring about what other people see in me or what they see when they look at me. So like if I really, really cared, yeah, I would fix it. But it it took that, like thinking about that statement in that scenario for me to realize that like, I need to be able to separate what I actually want versus what I think other people want from me. Fair. Yeah. Also having, I guess, fortunately yet unfortunately being fat all my life is that I have found um, a really solid group group of people who want to be friends with me not for any other reason than the fact that they like me for me mm-hmm. and not because of how I look also generally I've there's a really when you get into the dating pool when you're fat it also gets really weird and that's a whole other topic that's a to different talk about. that's another episode dude <laughs> but but like even just trying to think there's like oh well, like I know that you know guys either will tend to like me for me or they don't care what my body looks like they just know that I am attractive or then there's the guys who are like you're that yes I want I don't know god I want to like spread mayonnaise on your toe and yo, suck them like okay really I don't <laughs> hey yo yo homie don't fetishize me bro thanks oh god I remember when I was back on tinder there was this guy half of his pictures or just I heart BBW. I hate it. I do you think I liked it? <laughs> you thought I was like great. This guy who's only going to give God. a shit that I'm fat. Amazing. Yeah, no. Well, that that is another topic for another day because <laughs> it's a whole other conversation. Yeah. Because they're one of the first times that I realized that guys just hate like or guys are taught that like fat girls are gross is when I sat down in homeroom the homeroom that I would have for the next four years of high school and on like scratched into my desk with like a, a like an exacto knife was no fat chicks. And instead of a CKS at the end, it was an X. <laughs> so no fat chicks. Oh, wow. And I was country like, rednecks. I was like, well, guess what champ? I'm sitting here now. <laughs> Uh, buckle up, cowboy. Well, let's let's wrap up. Well, let's um, let's go into self care. Let's go into self care. Okay, what makes you feel good? Oh God, what makes me feel good is yeah. um, but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. while while skin skincare is not all that there is for self care, I have found a lot of joy in taking care of my skin. Yes, because it's like taking care of myself in a way that like. It just hits different. Like, I feel more accomplished. I feel better. Yeah. You know, when I, like, my face is clean, my, my pores are shrinking while I'm still currently breaking out a lot. So it looks like it's not doing a whole lot, but like, it's, I'm close to my period. So, like, you know, there's that. But, you know, that kind of form of self care, I like, you know, making sure that, 
like taking care of my dog is also a form of self-care because she is definitely an extension of me so i like to take her on walks or go on hikes even just stevie being around in general if she wants to be around (laughs) when when stevie chooses to be around (laughs) Kay. or like you know the days that i find that um I have extra time to make something new or experiment with something like keeping in touch with um, my creative side is also big for my self-care. So I'm not too depressed. How about you, sis? Um, I have been really finding joy in sitting on my balcony um, during my 15 minute breaks for work and just breathing. God, I sound so fucking lame. I am 90 years old. Um, <laughs> just like like that though like there's like a meditation thing i don't think we take a lot of time to just sit and be outside and like check in with ourselves you know what i mean i don't fucking do that like i i sit at my desk for eight hours a day and like i go out there and i we have this like neighborhood group of kids that remind me of the kids in the sandlot and they all ride their um uh, oh my god, what do kids ride bikes? Holy shit, yeah, they all ride them. <laughs> <laughs> bikes, dude! <laughs> Are you I'm done? sorry. I... <laughs> they all... Okay, okay, I'm done. I'm done, I'm good. I'm good. They all ride their bikes around and like their skateboards and there's like this little girl that's learning how to skateboard and they like all yell to each other and they're constantly going up and down the street and like going from one house to the next and like they crack me up. So like I'll just sit out there and like watch them like ride their bikes or like I like to check in with each plant individually that I have on my <laughs> balcony and just see if there's any new growth. I said this before on a podcast, but I really have been <laughs> having a lot of fun just like dancing in front of the mirror downstairs, like not even any music on, just like having fun looking at my body and like objectively as a body, not being like, that's me. I I am that. Like just being like, look how fat I can make my stomach. Um Let me see on. how much I can extend. Yeah, like I wanna see how big I can make it. Give me one second. I want to grab. Hold on. This is Mikhail. Cut out here for a moment. I wanted to grab the sweet princess. Hi. Um, Nani and I, we used to not be very close, but our relationship as mother and uh, daughter (laughs) has grown uh, immensely the past few months and I want to see if I can get her to purr for the mic but I don't know if it'll happen because I just woke her up so she's probably pissed but like I don't know like she's been she's become really dependent on me and I like need someone to need me so I think like when when Scarlet died that really hit me hard because I felt like I failed her and -hmm. I don't want to get too far into that because that's just sad but like, yeah, like I felt like I failed her. So like having Nani just like, like having her need me has just been really nice. Like to have like a little buddy that's like, hey, I want a cuddle. And I'm like, okay, cool. Having a routine again. Moving's been making me really happy. Um, the idea of redecorating this place uh, has me, my, my dick is hard for some hdtv right now oh my god fucking fixer upper 
Oh, oh my god, we're gonna be Chip and Joanna Gaines. I want her cookbooks. That's what we're investing in, or what I'm investing in. I want all hi, of the Magnolia you're cookbooks. All in, you're all invited to our first classy dinner party. Show up looking like hobos. I also have a Mediterranean cookbook that I really want to start delving into. I love that. I also love that like three years ago, (laughs) things I was excited about versus like my new cookbook. I love that um, almost five years ago to the day, it'll probably be around like the time that we move. um, Is the first time that uh, you said you spoke to me and I decided I hated you (laughs) because it'll be like it's like August 28th or something. Yeah, peak out of orientation. What a trip. I don't ever want to talk about that again. Let's not bring it up. Well, no, like five years to the day. We hated each other. And now we're moving into with each other. And now we have our third podcast and our third episode together. Do you have any good vibrations, K-Bear? Um, my goodest vibration at the moment is that we got this fucking house. I'm very excited for it. I guess... I get to finally start my second job this weekend. I've been doing training for a while and we finally opened up clinics and I'm actually really excited to be working weekends and making decent money. And it's also a job involving animals, which y'all know I have a big old soft spot in my heart for. So I'm very excited to move forward in my new field. Yes, BB. <laughs> what are your good vibrations? I showed up at my grandmother's house today. Grandma! Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I showed up at my grandmother's house today, and my cousin was there with her baby. Well, not her baby. She's like four years old now, but like with her little girl, and I haven't seen them in like months. And I, she was kind of like older sister to me growing up. Like she stayed at our house a lot, and I don't know. I got to see them and the kids like talking like in full sentences now, and has like opinions, and I'm like, holy shit, so much is happening, and. And then my sister showed up out of nowhere. Like, I wasn't expecting to see either one of them. And we just, like, sat at my grandmother's dining room table for, like, an hour and just, like, caught up about stuff. And I don't know. It was nice seeing family. It does make me kind of sad with, like, moving. But it was just a, a, a good vibration to show up at my grandmother's house and get to, like, see. That bittersweet. Yeah. The bittersweet symphony. We are having a little family get together on Sunday. And they're doing a little send off for me. So that's cool. Oh, that's very sweet. Yeah, I'm probably going to cry on the way home, but it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I I would as well. I used to, actually, when I was living out in Lancaster, cry on my way back. I love Too crying Lancaster. in the car. I used to sit in the parking garage. This is, <laughs> this is a weird antidote. I used to sit in the parking garage after coming home uh, from, like, bad dates with my ex or, like, if I just had, like, a bad day and I would sit in the parking garage uh, with my music playing and just sit there and cry for, like, 30 minutes. It really is like a car cry. I do love when I haven't cried for a while and I get that, like, uncontrollable... <laughs> oh, like like a three-year-old, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'm like, this, this is the stuff. This is what I needed to release all my stupid emotions. Ooh, or, like, a shower cry. A shower cry. Like a heavy, like sob-inducing, like Staying shower cry. Oh, I cannot sit on the. Mr. I people that sit on the floor of a bathtub shower have more um, power than I do. I cannot sit on the ground in there. Oh, I've been real sad. I, <laughs> I think of that stupid Mr. Bean quote. Nobody can see you cry when you're walking in the rain. 
I did not know that was a Mr. Bean quote, but... Yeah, yeah. I was like, the saddest quote from the world's funniest man. And I was like, I think we're being a little generous on the world's funniest man. All right, guys, this has been a fun episode. I will probably do another mental health episode again. I just, I have been having a good day um, and a good past few days. I just wanted to have a little bit of a feel good, even though we did take some dark turns. Um, I know that we can get into some heavy shit on this podcast. And that's also kind of here for though, you know, like we all want to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly, just because I was really bad with how I was trying to lose weight earlier does not mean that I am not in a better spot now. And you know, you got to go through your shit to get to the good parts. I hope you guys have a wonderful week, a wonderful day, a wonderful evening, morning, afternoon. I love you. I love you. Mouth kisses. Stop saying mouth kisses. I can't end on that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. I love you. Goodbye. Thank you for listening again. Bye, my big booty hose. Okay. (laughs) 